1: This is so number one hundred
2: and eighty eight. The it's the Titans are always running up that Tana Hill of soads. That one comes via Daniel F at I am the mighty yoke on Twitter. <laughs> that what is an is absurd Twitter, Twitter handle. That is a That is the first time I'm reading his Twitter handle because I just saw that it was from Daniel F. And now I'm just now reading his Twitter handle for the first time. I am the mighty yoke. Or mighty oak, mighty oak, not the mighty yoke, the mighty oak uh, <laughs> Twitter handle. That's a great Twitter handle. Shout out to Daniel F. Uh, great so title and a great uh, Twitter handle. Uh, if you would like to submit a so title, send them to us at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, guys. Big so this week. It is uh, we're bringing back Mike Keith because it is in fact bye week. And we need the positivity because, you know, look, whenever you turn to someone within the Titans organization, you know, they're going to be like, look, the sky is not falling. Okay. This is, they're going to give you, they're going to give you a little bit of realism bordering on the side of like ultimate public relations, ultimate PR. But frankly, I think we need that right now because Mm -hmm. anyone outside the organization is, is doom and gloom. And Look, we've got so much we want to get into, so I'm not going to waste any more time because we only have a 40-minute time limit on our Zoom account. So (laughs) I'm going to kick it over to my buddy Jack Gentry because he's got a word from our friends with Relax the Back.
1: The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, you can't fall asleep, your back is constantly hurting, maybe your neck's in pain, Relax the Back is there to fix all of these problems. They've got a variety of chairs. that combat neck and back pain. They've got X chairs, zero gravity chairs. They've got very comfortable office chairs. If you need a new office chair, if the one you have is creaky or maybe it's it's causing stress on your low back, go get a new one over at Relax the Back. Also, their sleep technology is the best in the game. They've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night to make make sure you're waking up and feeling refreshed after those important 8 hours. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Gleneco Road in Nashville, Tennessee in Green Hills right across from Hillsboro High School. If you don't live in middle Tennessee and you're unable to get there in person then that's a shame because if you did, you could go in there and lay on all their awesome beds and sit in all of their awesome chairs and even maybe get a free massage out of it in one of their massage chairs. But it's not the end of the world if you don't live here because you can still check them out at stores.relaxtheback.com Nashville and visit, visit their showroom. Check out all of their awesome items that they have in stock in store today. But when you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all
2: that said, I know we don't really want to, but let's talk Titan. <laughs>
1: coming it's rolling around the bed and i ain't seen the sunshine
2: but so i don't know when I'm what is up flame heads welcome to the titan podcast today is
0: october 18th
2: 2023 and the sky is falling uh, or maybe that's just the Titans down the AFC South standings alone in the cellar by ourselves. It is a dark, dark day to be a Titans fan, and it's only going to continue to be dark for the next two weeks as the Titans enter the bye at two and four. Now we talked about entering two and four at the beginning of the year. If you could kind of get through this first stretch at two and four, I, I think we all agreed that it wouldn't be the end all, be all. If you could get to 2 and 4, of that you'd be in a pretty good standing. But now we are here at 2 and 4 and it doesn't feel pretty good. It no. feels pretty awful. It feels bad. And there's been a lot of talk from Titans fans on Titans Twitter, on uh Titans Facebook. Good gosh, I haven't even looked there, but I'm scared <laughs> to honestly. I don't want to I'm not ready for that kind of negativity in my life. But there's a lot of Titans fans beginning to ask the questions. Do we trade the trade deadline's coming up soon. Fast approaching. Do we sell off pieces? Kevin Byer, Derek Henry. Do we sell off a Ryan Tannehill if anyone will take him and his bum wheel? What do we do? do we just got to sell. You know what? Punt on this season. Get a high draft pick. Move on. I'm here to tell anyone who believes that the Titans should take those moves. You are a loser. Screw that. Okay? I The whole, like, go ahead and punt on the season. Get a high draft pick. Let's go ahead and tank. You are a loser for thinking that. You know, the teams that tank, do you know how many times that has worked out for franchises? Name one team that has tanked and then gone on to win a Super Bowl. You can't do it. And it's not even like, if you want to say like the Kansas city chiefs, when the Kansas city chiefs were like, Oh, and 15, one and 15, that was like 15 years ago. That was like six or seven years before they even drafted Patrick Mahomes. They're not, they're not like the tanking does not work. I don't know how many times, how many football seasons you have to watch to sit there and watch, especially Titans fans above all fans should be anti-tanking because this team drafts so terribly. And I mean that from the John Robinson era, well into this, I mean, aside from Tajay Spears and Peter Skaronsky, this draft class hasn't proven to be much of anything. So like, how do we know Rand's any better at it than John Robinson is? And look, and that's not a knock at John Robinson. There's a lot of GMs in the NFL. That don't draft well, that or where draft classes just don't turn out. So, why anyone this is like, oh, yeah, we need to trust the draft? Why do you trust the draft as a Titans fan? Why would you want to punt on this team when you still got pieces? And, and Jack, as Titans fans, we as anyone should know that rough starts mean. And apologies to my mom. If my parents don't listen to this podcast, but I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cuss. Okay. Rough starts mean jack shit to Titans fans. Okay. Titans in 2009 started 0 and 6. They won nine of their last 10. Titans in 2019 started two and four went to the AFC championship. When a team starts poorly, that's not the end of the season. Look at the freaking Jaguars of all teams last year in 2022 started 2 and 6 won the division. Now, look, I know what your first argument will be. Well, yeah, well, the uh, Jaguars had a quarterback. Titans in 2019 had a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Titans in 2009 had a quarterback in Vince Young. This year, the quarterback position is up in question, but Jack, am I crazy for like being so anti-punt on the season? To me, that is just a loser mentality and it never works.
1: Here's here's why I don't like the tank talk right now. It's because you're in a division where nine or ten wins probably gets you the title in the AFC South. Right, like the Colts are right. without Anthony Richardson moving forward. CJ Stroud will not stay this hot. He threw his first pick in Week Six of the season. That's that's a trend that's probably going to uh, turn the other way here soon. Once you know tapes out on him and defenses figure it out. The Jaguars, they're sitting at 4-2. and They're still playing a first-place schedule. They've got a tough little stretch coming up as well. The Titans have a pretty favorable outlook when it comes to their schedule on the back end, but right now the Titans are one of those bad teams in the NFL right now. So I understand the frustration, but when you look at what the Titans have done when they've picked at the top of the draft, historically, we're talking about guys like Vince Young, like Jake Locker, like Marcus Mariota, and and need I remind these people who are so pro-tanking, the Titans didn't really return to relevance after that Mariota pick until the end of his rookie deal, and I know y'all don't want to wait that long. I know y'all don't. It's, it's right, not right. A, it's like, not as I, quick
2: like if we don't, fix. if we don't have the patience right now, when there are actually are pieces on this roster that are good enough to win, Big Jeff, Kevin Byard, Derek, I mean Derek Henry, obviously, like he still got it. Like the fact that, like you, if you if you're impatient now, imagine what the next two or three seasons will be when this team is trying to build out of a hole from selling the entire farm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's just, it, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it. And look, I understand there are perks of being a bad team. You do get a nice draft pick there. Are, the chances of hitting on said draft pick are higher, but they're still not guaranteed. And I just don't understand why you sit around all off season, upset that football season's over and, you know, excited for the season that's coming. And then in week six, you're ready to throw it all away and just start losing every game. And and Tannehill's injury, sure, it changes some things, especially if he's out for, you know, a chunk of games, because if neither of these backup quarterbacks like Malik Willis, and we'll talk about him and his performance here in a little bit, or Will Levis, who we've yet to see in NFL action in the regular season, and he didn't look all that sharp in the preseason. If they can't find a way to win a game, maybe against the Falcons, against the Steelers, if they have to, if they're thrown into that action. Then the conversation begins to change, right? At two and five, and two and six, it's a little bit different of a conversation. But right now, at two and four, you still got a shot. You still got, a, and I know the word playoffs has scared many of people in our A to Z Sports uh, Titan Game Day Live shows. But I mean, two and four, you're not dead. Like this is this is not no yeah. man's land. There are plenty of teams, including the Titans, who have recovered from this, and others like the Jaguars. Who have recovered from far worse at two and six last season to go on to win a playoff game? So don't give up hope yet. And Mike Keith, I, I Austin, you mentioned it. He 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 does come in with some optimism. But I genuinely did feel better after talking about him with the direction this team is headed. There are still a lot of problems, and they're it, not all going to get fixed in the bye week. It's but a very yeah. that that's that's totally different than saying you know what this season's a wash. Let's go ahead and lose the rest of them. That's it's not, very, that destroys everything.
2: It's a very winnable division. It's a very winnable division. And it's, uh, you know, like, look, I think variable I mean, look, he, he hasn't proved it yet this, this far this season, but sometimes it takes that bye week. Think about it. When the Titans started 0-6 that one year, it was, they were going into the bye week after that. Sometimes it takes that bye week to kind of reset and get ready. And look, if like Tannehill getting hurt right before the bye week, how I mean, like, if there's ever a time for Ryan Daniel to go down, to me, that's when it should go down. Because if you got to get Malik Willis and or Will Levis, which we'll get into that whole debate as to which one we want to see starting under center, I don't think it's really much more, of a debate either. Well, well, there's a there's a tease for the argument a little bit later. Uh, that y- both of them young guys having a week to prepare as a starter, I think, is is the best case situation for what is a bad case situation. But again, I like, just don't be a loser. Don't be a loser. Like, to like, w- did, did uh, going Owen 16 work for the lions? Did going Owen 16 work for the Browns? Did uh, the bears know, are the about Colts? to have the,
1: the bears are about to have the number one pick for the second year in a row. The Panthers, right. Bryce Young doesn't look all that hot right now
2: when the Colts sucked for luck first of all I don't think they were tanking on purpose they were just that bad but they they got Andrew luck but Andrew luck didn't get them the coveted Super Bowl that they were after so I mean like it and and look we all know how Titans fans would treat an Andrew luck where he makes it to the playoffs consistently makes it to the playoffs but doesn't perform well in the playoffs doesn't get them to the Super Bowl we know how Titans fans would react to that type of quarterback play because we've lived it. So all I'm saying is if you think selling the farm is the answer, you are a loser.
1: It's not it's not all that easy either it, because you know heading into each and every season there's about 7-8 teams that probably have a legitimate case to win the Super Bowl. And you don't see 24 the 24 or 25 other teams actively trying to lose games because it's not that easy because one player in the draft doesn't change everything because you've yeah. got more problems than the, just the quarterback position. And really right now for the Titans for, for as bad as the quarterback position has been this year, it might not even be one of your biggest problems. I, I mean, it's probably top five, but the offensive line has done nothing. The dec- yeah. the secondary has been a problem. Traylon Burks can't stay on the field. The Titans can't run the football anymore. There's a lot of problems going on right now. Kyle Phillips can't field a punt. There's coaching decisions. The, there's just a lot of stuff going on right now and a yeah. quarterback, a chance at a quarterback and especially a rookie quarterback isn't capable of masking all of these issues. So it's not that easy. Don't give, don't, don't go pro tank just yet. Now, if they're, if we're sitting here in a couple two, three weeks and they're two and six, maybe losing does benefit, but
2: a you team, don't want to A team that was two and six last year, won the division. Keep that in mind. A team that started two
1: and six last season, Won the division, I so it uh, to me like I, here are yeah. the next here are the next six quarterbacks the Titans are facing. You want me to read them off? Please do. Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, who got injured over the weekend, Bryce Young, Gardner Minshew. Those are the six quarterbacks you're facing next. Even if you have to start Will Levis or Malik Willis. I mean, they can't, uh, they can't be all that much worse than Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett have been this season. Baker Mayfield, you know, he's having uh, kind of a, a resurgence, but he's nothing special. Bryce Young, uh, there's no reason they can't play up to his level, or at least what he's shown this far. And preparing for Gardner Minshew is a whole lot than Gardner Minshew coming in in relief after preparing for Anthony Richardson. So there, there's, there's reason for optimism in the next six games for the Titans. And if yeah. they can write the ship, and if they can go four and two over the next six, then we're sitting here at six and six, and you, you need to find a way to beat the Texans twice to end the season, and that's eight wins. You you find a way to beat Seattle or Jacksonville, that's nine, and that could be the division. I mean, nine wins could be the AFC South. That that may that may be all it
2: takes. You don't think those tickle monsters are getting their tickle fingers ready to uh face the you know the Desmond Ritters and the Kenny Pickets of the world? Like, come on. Like, uh, look. All I'm saying is and and who knows when whoever starts at quarterback in during Tannehill's absence if they can you know just play good enough honestly that's all you need at the quarterback position right now with if if the this defense can get it get it rolling now look as Titans fans we are prone to find a scapegoat find someone to shoulder all of the blame for the losses week 1 it was Ryan Tannehill um, week two was the win week three was, uh, the defense. It was just how poorly the defense played. And, uh, well, and I guess you could also blame the offense too. So Tim Kelly, maybe week, uh, week six, this past week, who needs to shoulder the blame? Jack, we talked a couple weeks ago about the old Bunsen burner. Okay. You know, I, I, I plugged it in. I didn't turn it on. I just plugged it in. Titans went out that week and won. Was I the reason? Look, I'm not going to take. Okay, yeah, I'll take all the credit. All right, fine. If all right, if you, if I must, if you force me to, twist <laughs> my arm. So, I think that Bunsen burner needs to be plugged back in. All right, for a number of reasons. First of all, this team. Looked sloppy as hell on Sunday. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I think we can all agree as Titans fans, we Titans fans love to eat our own. We love to just absolutely rip into each other. And we, you know, you know, it's funny. It's like, you see all these like fighting videos. You saw uh, one go viral this past weekend from the bears game, bears fans fighting in the concourse. That's Titans fans. Only we do all of our fighting online, which is better. <laughs> and we, It is better, I guess, in a way, but online bullying is still a thing, Jack. So uh, I I don't want you to encourage that. All right. Much like you do encouraging, pushing people in front of trains. I look, it is, we like to fight, but the one thing we can all agree on is the fact that this team is consistently inconsistent. And when a team is consistently inconsistent to me, that turns all the way back to coaching. Now, Oh my gosh, did he just say what I think he did? Did 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 Austin from the Titan Up podcast just try and blame Mike Vraple? That's Tennessee Titans' sacrilege right there. That is that is unheard of. You you can't blame Mike Vrabel. You can blame Ryan Tannehill. You can blame the defense. You can blame uh Todd Downing or maybe this year Tim Kelly, but you can't blame Mike Vrabel. He is he's the, one of the top five coaches in the league. We've been saying it for years. But Jack, I think I'm blaming Mike Vrabel, at least because this team has not been playing up to par. The attention to detail has not been there. For the first time since Mike Malarkey, I do not feel good about the way this team is being coached. And that goes for a lot of things. And I, I think you can help me fill in the gaps here, Jack. Big Jeff making rookie mistake penalties in his fourth year that to me i mean yeah you can maybe shoulder most of that blame on big jeff but to me a little bit of that is coaching uh calling countless uh toss plays to derrick henry despite them never working that to me that's coaching uh what about jack what about the titans covering npf over the tight end and having a big 15 yard running play by derrick henry called back because of an illegal formation. Again, coaching. And we'll get into it here in just a second. Kyle Phillips, uh, we'll get into that a little bit more in just a second. That, to me, that whole thing is is coaching. And one of the biggest ones for me, deciding to leave on a Thursday night for a Sunday morning football game and expecting to be right. This team slept walk through the whole first Uh. half of that game.
1: That's the only one that I'm going to push back on, though, because the Titans have looked sloppy like this I mean, as recently as just last week when they had two sure. offensive pass interferences, two defensive pass interferences, right? And they just look discombobulated. I don't like. I don't but, think but the Titans ball- showed up flat because of travel. I think the Titans showed up flat and out of sync because they are right now as an offense flat, flat and out, and of, out sync. of sync.
2: Yeah, and that's that's a fair rebuttal, honestly. The Ravens showed up on what Monday or Tuesday of last week. But the, the week before, we saw the exact same thing. We saw the Buffalo Bills, who are a much far more talented team than the Titans, show up flat against a Jaguars team that had been there all week. And, I mean, like, we yeah, we can write this off as just being like, oh, it's just the Titans being inconsistent. But to me, like, no, that has an effect. Like, you you can't just, like, fly overseas, adjust your body clock in time in less than – I mean, really, in like what a two-day time span? Like, I don't know. I that's if the Titans were a good one,
1: team. But... if the Titans were a good team and they came out and looked that way, I would be more willing to agree with you. But they're just they just haven't played like a good football team, so it's really hard to gauge how much that did actually affect them. But to your to your other points, like why is Kyle Phillips back there fielding a punt with twelve seconds to go in the half, and you, and you know that there's no chance for points? Like why do you that even have is, a returner back there, even that was though that's the most probably one. Even yeah. though that's probably on Craig Aukerman, the special teams coach, it's inherently Mike Vrabel's fault for not having that communicated. Like, well, no, no,
2: that, and that's, and that's, that's coaching. Like, Mike Vrabel, like, yeah, we can pawn this off on, on the offensive line coach. We can pawn this off on, on, uh, the, the DB's coach. We can do that. But at the top of that food pyramid is Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel has to have full control of this team. And if, if he's going to point something out like, hey, we're not putting Kyle Phillips back. That's a, that's ultimately, you're right. Like that's ultimately Mike Vrabel's job. And look, Kyle Phillips, man, like, I'm sorry, but availability is the number one ability. And to that he's proven he, he does, he has not been reliable in his first season, almost season and a half now. But then he's also the few games that he has played what six of them. He has not been reliable, especially in that punt return position. Already in six games, muffing three punts. Look, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me.
1: Fool me three times, shame on Mike Vrabel. <laughs> it's isn't it? Isn't it funny how not funny? Isn't it terrible how we are now clamoring for Mason Kinsey to retake that position, retake uh, that, that return? But but. Uh, maybe maybe it is our fault a little bit austin because the expectations placed on Kyle Phillips to come in and really change this offense you know as a slot receiver and and, and change the game as a return man I, we got to remember he was a fifth round draft pick like that's how down bad the titans were at receiver and at the skill positions because of the expectations we all had at one point maybe not anymore for Kyle Phillips to make, to, to be a, a, a game changer for this team so devoid of talent at wide receiver and skill positions that we're relying on a fifth round draft pick out of UCLA to kind of come in and, and really be the Hunter Renfro and, and he kind of is yeah. the Hunter Renfro of today. Uh, but the Hunter Renfro of years past, it's frustrating. And, and the NPF penalty really sucks. Um, you know, if you, if you have a, a, an in- intricate formation like that, or you want to do something different, you want to show off Tim Kelly's creativity. You've got to get it. the little things make a big difference. Little things make big things happen. That's John Wooden's old quote. And right it, now the yeah. Titans aren't doing the little things right. Fundamentally, this
2: team seems out of sync. I mean, you, we, we saw the, the two offensive penalty, uh, uh offensive pass interference penalties on, on Chig last week. Like it is, it's like little attention to detail things that are, really coming back to bite this team in the ass. And that's something we haven't seen over the last five years. And frankly, we want, we can talk about roster construction. Like, look, is we knew the roster construction. Yeah. is we, part of this on roster construction or is it is, and is part of it on player execution. Yes. And yes. However, we, like we know, like we knew this team was going to be bad to me. I think it's, not bad. Not but just we Rob- knew,
1: we knew that they didn't well, have the talent they needed to make a run in the playoffs. Right,
2: right. Sorry. sorry. But but That's also, what
1: I- but we've seen a Mike Vrabel coach team without any talent after due to injuries lock up the number one scene in the AFC. So right. how come right. how come he coached he, he could coach that roster so well, but this one has just been so out of sorts from the get-go.
2: Yeah. And and to me, I think roster construction, we can blame the GM and John Robinson for uh, this roster that he has put yeah. together that has just been miserable. Ran but to on, me, unhelped. Why isn't any blame going to Mike Vrabel and his his coaching construction, his coaching staff? I mean, yeah. we all know like Mike Vrabel only hires guys he's worked with and he's familiar with in the past.
1: But and... I I don't have a problem with the coordinators. Like I don't have a problem with Bowen. He's capable of running a top ten defense. Tim Kelly you know, it feels like he's used just about every trick play in the book so far because his Titans offense can't figure it out. I don't I mean, have look, a problem Tim, with Tim, play calling.
2: I don't want to complain about Tim Kelly, but when you're only scoring one out of every three trips to the red zone, scoring touchdowns, that to me, you you have to, again, not like the Bunsen burner. I'm not saying fire Mike Vrabel. I'm not saying Mike Vrabel's, the, the Bunsen burner should even be turned on. I'm just saying it's time we plug it in. We plug in the Bunsen burner and start having that conversation because it's not been acceptable. They have lost 11 of their last 13 games, 11 of their last 13. At some point you have to say, it's not roster construction. It's not player execution. It's coming from the people leading this, this team. Which is why I'm saying, let's just plug in the bunsen burner. Let's just plug it in. That's all we're doing. We're just plugging in. We're not turning it on. I'm not saying fire them. Just saying it's time we maybe hold a little accountability to the leaders in charge.
1: Shit rolls downhill, Austin, and right now <laughs> it, it, it's got it, it's picked up steam and it is all over the place. Bring your brooms because it's a mess. Ugh. All right, let's get to a word from our friends at BetMGM before we get to our guy, Mike Keith. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z sports and you receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. the only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. First, online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non withdrawal bonus sets Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. The problem game support call DMV red line at 800 889
0: 9789 I know cuz about things push to my cup night is getting started i'm already doing too much reach down in my pocket my wallet missing boys tight up party all on the roof might just fall
2: up we are joined now by uh, arguably I want to say he's our favorite uncle. I want to say he's the godfather of all of our uncles. He is. No, he's more than that. He's the vodfather father of all of our uncles, the voice of the Titans himself. He's been on this podcast many a times and now quickly becoming a new tradition here around Titan Up podcast. It's a bye week Sode, which means we had to go to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Mike Keith. Mike, how are you, dude? I'm fine. How are
1: you guys? Doing great. Doing I've been great. better. To be honest, I've been a, I've been better, Mike. All
2: right, I've well, certainly or- been better.
1: Yeah, but the I'll say
2: this: last time times were two and four. Hmm. I mean, Very give me simple. that's that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm like grasping at straws for hope for uh for this season. Like I don't want to I am not one of those people that's like sell the team, sell you know trade everyone, start rebuilding for next year. It's pointless, it's hopeless. I don't I think that's a loser mentality. So Mike, I feel like I we're bringing you on here on the perfect week because the sky is falling amongst Titans fans and I feel like you as the guy who sits in the booth for every game, you've seen every play where where can we turn to for optimism in this
0: dark time right now i i think it comes from the fact austin that this is not a bad football team this is just a team that's not playing well and we talked about it on the otp ramon foster and rep brian and i did and you're you're looking for some of those guys to really step it up in a big way and it's ironic because it is similar to 2019 when that team was two and four. If you looked at that club and you said, this team ought to be better. Yeah. You know, it, it, and, that, and that's where I think Vrabel said the thing about, we've got the players we've got. What he meant by that is, I mean, we've got guys who have won in the league, who, who command salaries, who have made things happen and they've got to just play to that level. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, the 53rd man becomes a pro bowler. Malcolm Butler makes the interception, you know, oversee. It doesn't have to be something spectacular Mm -hmm. or wild, a Kurt Warner story or, you know, something crazy like that. What Just what it needs to be is the guys have to be the guys that they are. And, okay, Danico Autry has done Danico Autry stuff so far. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, for the most part, has done Jeffrey Simmons stuff, although – they want to see him make some more big plays. Harold Landry's coming off his best game, which is, I mean, he is coming off an ACL, so you you have to be a little bit understanding of that. But, you know, you can't just make the tackle. You've got to knock the ball loose. You've got to intercept a pass. You've mm-hmm. you have got to, you know, finish the long run. You've got all these sorts of things. That's what needs to happen for the Titans right now. I think when, when I watched the game back Sunday, the game in London did not feel close. In the stadium, the game did not feel close. Even when it got to 18 to 13, it did not feel that close. But then you you think back about it, you're like, the Titans are at midfield with the ball with mm-hmm. a chance to take the lead. Yeah. And, and, okay, the stats don't look as good because they got dominated statistically in the first half. But, y- you know, you're saying, I mean, the, the New Orleans game, certainly winnable. The Indianapolis game, I mean, you had the ball with a chance to go tie right at the end there, too, even on a day where you'd given up 193 rushing yards. So I don't think it's as far away. I think the frustration comes, and, and rightfully so, that this team just hadn't pulled it all together at this point. And I think that's what Vrabel is, is counting on right now is something similar to 19. And remember they didn't win every game after that. You know, they went 7 and 3 the rest of the way, but they were clearly a better football team. They got hot at the right time. Kind of like some teams are doing in baseball right now, right? I mean, yeah. that's what you're that's what you're seeing. That's that's what you want to see this ball club do and I think that's what they're capable of.
1: Kind of further simplified, and we know the Titans have multiple issues across both sides of the football, sure. and this is no easy fix. It never is midseason, you know, in the NFL. But if I were to ask you, you know, if the Titans could fix one thing, if the Titans could fix blank, they can easily re-enter the AFC South conversation. What would your answer be? How would you fill in that blank?
0: Third down offense. Okay, I think third down offense is the is the biggest woe for this team right now, Jack, because. They can't stay on the field to develop the type of continuity, the continuity that they want. And I think that would carry over into the red zone. I, I think so much of when you're converting on third down, you're building momentum and suddenly you start to have confidence. That confidence would carry over into the red zone. They're kind of holding on to the rail right now. When they where when they're when it's third down, everybody's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to jump offside, or I, I, I've got to do this. And it's got to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. You've just but but people have to play and they have to get into a flow. Right now, this team can't average more than 17 points because they can't stay on the field enough due to the fact that they're not building any continuity. And I'm sure there's been people who are talking about Tim Kelly's play calling. I haven't heard a lot of because I think if you if you watch what they're doing, they have some creative things. They've got guys open at times. I mean, there are things that are there. And if they could just build on that, if they could just get, you know, if they could get to 45% third down conversion, I think it would change them dramatically. That's what happened in 19. They got better on third down and suddenly started to score. And you're not winning anything in this league. You can take every stat you want, but but here's the most important the teams that go to the playoffs average 25, 26, 27 points a game. Fact. Look it up. Yeah. That's that's what they do. If you score less than that, you're, you're probably not going. And there's always an outlier. There's one team that plays great, incredible defense. That may end up being Cleveland this year. And it does happen. But the consistency of it you know, in the second half of 19 and 20 and 21 is the Titans scored a lot. It's because they stayed on the field. The other thing that I get too, guys, is, you know, Derrick Henry, twelve carries. Well, the Titans only had forty six plays. Forty six plays. Had mm-hmm. yeah. eighteen in the first half. They played. They played the whole second, third, and fourth quarter behind. Well, that that changes it. It's not they don't want to give him the ball. Yeah. It- that's where where the game is. You've got to stay on the field. That would help the defense a lot, too. The defense is out there having to defend 70 plays with Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah. Well, I, it changes so many stat categories. Your first downs go up. Your time of possession goes oh. up. You know, your yardage goes up. I mean, like, literally converting on gets third tough. downs is your, your a pivotal gets stat
1: rest on the sideline and who knows what they can do with you know their breath back which they haven't really been able to find all season it feels like yeah just because they've been asked to do so much out there but you mentioned derrick henry 12 rushes 97 yards but that really is inflated by that 163 yard carry he had he's really struggled to find it this season and when, when when it's when henry's not going and it's you know it's most likely not henry's fault it's the guys in front of him that have kind of struggled to piece it together how do you expect them to kind of, you know, search for this new identity on offense? Because you want to throw it more. You've got Tajay Spears, you've got D hop, you've got weapons, but the ground game hasn't been working. And Tim Kelly has been creative. You mentioned it. They've been really close in a few games. If, if D hop gets that second foot down in Indianapolis, if Tajay Spears hauls it in, in new Orleans, or Tannehill hits Chig on the little flea flicker play, we're talking about a four and two team right now, but they, they just haven't been there. Is there, is there anything that you or Coach Mack have kind of kicked around that uh, y- y'all feel confident in Derrick Henry kind of being able to, to find it again or the Titans offense being able to rush the football effectively once
0: again? Well, it's a good question. And, but I, I think here's the really good news. Derrick Henry's not done. and And that's the good part because everybody wondered, oh, he's getting near 30. This is year eight. He's had so many carries. I think you see, and I think most even critics would agree, the guy's still got it. When a running back falls off the cliff, he, you know, he would have gone 15 yards on the play the other day instead of 63. Right, right. So, so that's the good news. The the big thing for the Titans is how you're going to work him and the style of runs you're going to put in there because he does not play third down. He's never played third down. So. If you're in those situations where you want to spread it out more, where you want to do different things, or you're having to throw, he's not a factor. I, I think you, you've you got to pound him. You've got to keep the carries going. You know, really, this Sunday was an anomaly where at one point, I think he had nine carries for 92 yards. Usually, he has nine carries for 22 yards or 32 yards. You know, that's how he starts, and then the numbers start to roll that's what they've got to be able to do with him in this offense is it's probably going to be, he and Spears a lot. And then you get into like what happened in the Cincinnati game, you got the lead and all of a sudden you're saying, Hey, here's Mariano Rivera. Good night. And we're just going to pound you into submission and get out of here because this guy can still do it. So I, I it's, I won't say it's what happened with, Steve and Eddie toward the end where it became more Steve's and Eddie played a different role. It's probably not exactly like that, but they are trying to diversify. They're they're trying to do things with the tight ends. You know, one of the disappointments the other day to me was Josh Wiley getting yeah. hurt the way that he did so early in the ballgame. I think that guy's coming on. You know, I, I think we and, and the quarterbacks like throwing to him because he's so long, you know, he's six seven and he has he has a great um catch radius, and he's able to go get the ball. So, you know, Okonkwo's coming on, has come on. Um, Going to be interesting to see what Burks does when he's back uh, because he's one that in camp until before he got hurt at Minnesota, he was, he was really a dominant-looking player, and he really has not been the same since. And he's had two injuries, but can he get it back and can he add that speed element? Which takes you in another direction.
2: Did this team leaving on Thursday night affect them at all? Because it feels like from the outside looking in, this is now two straight weeks that we've seen an early morning Sunday game in London where the team that left later just felt like they were sleepwalking for the at least the first half of the game. See, I didn't see it.
0: Okay. I I did not see that so much. They they had an entire plan, um, they, they've got a whole team of people. Now, one of the most incredible things Amy Adams Strunk has done is Amy Adams Strunk has brought in the most amazing group of specialists in so many different areas, nutrition, different kinds of health. And, and guys really use these resources. Lauren Silvio, who's the team nutritionist, put out a whole plan for the guys during the course of the week. And, you know, they talked about it a lot the sense I got was a lot of people really followed it to a T. Some of us followed it as well because we wanted to <laughs> I'll just say,
2: was, dude, you're looking jacked this year, Mike. I clearly you're using the team nutritionist. There's no question there.
0: <laughs> I, wish, I wish. Um, but I didn't, I don't get that. I don't think that's the case. And you know, I just didn't, I think Baltimore won cause they were the better team. I mean,
2: well, I, let, let, let's talk about you specifically. Did you feel jet lagged at all Sunday going into the game being like, Oh man, I need two cups of coffee or uh tea, I guess over there.
0: For me, it would be eight cups of coffee. Cause I already, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, I really didn't. Now my sleep okay. is messed right now on the back end. Right. Um, I woke up at three 30 this morning and just said, time to get up. like, what? Oh, well, oh, Not yeah. great, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh no, I didn't I just didn't get that. I didn't I, I mean I didn't think we I mean we tied the game three three. We played some good defense at different points to keep him out of the end zone. And yeah. Playing you're playing Lamar Jackson, so you know you're gonna give up some drives. Because the thing is you're you're gonna I don't want to say you're gonna have to play prevent, but you certainly cannot be as aggressive with him because if you are, he'll take you to the house. Yeah, so- I, I I think, I, I you know, as
2: much as I wanted to blame the leaving Thursday night because I needed, you know, obviously, look, I'm a proud member of Titans Twitter and uh, we always have to have something to blame. You know, there's always something, even on, even on uh, weeks after the Titans win, they, someone's got to blame someone for something. And so I was like, looking and I was like, man, a Thursday night. And they looked, they just looked sloppy. And for the first time, honestly, and since Mike Vrabel has taken over as head coach, I just felt like they didn't they didn't feel at least on sunday specifically and the one the one consistency this season has been their inconsistency mm-hmm. and on sunday especially they looked they just looked sloppy and they were doing little like attention to detail things poorly like the you know the the uh the penalty
0: uh illegal uh, formation covering
2: up the tight end
0: you know yeah. little things they, like they, that the I'll few- still argue with you about that because he was designed to be. He was not supposed to be that. He was not supposed to be way far back. He was supposed to be very close. Yeah. And they had formed the, you know, and they, they will argue with people about whether that should have been called or not. But I think Vrabel's probably still not happy about it, even though he won't discuss it. But well, yeah, that
2: that 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 explains the Vrabel holding yeah. up, you know, the you know the his uh, fingers like an inch apart. You know, he was he was definitely complaining about something. We saw that on the broadcast.
0: Mm, the, he was—he was not a happy man about that one.
2: But and just like you know, little things like you know, like Kyle Phillips fielding the punt. Like why? Why even field the punt? You know, it was like it was little things like that where it felt like the mistakes that were made seemed to be avoidable, uh, just with you know, just with attention to detail. And it didn't seem like that was that, and it felt weird because I was like, this is not how Mike Vrabel has been accustomed to running nope. things, and so I didn't know if there was some sort of. Uh, I miscommunication uh, amongst the staff or, or it's just been a weird year all around in terms of like the cleanliness of a Titans team.
0: Well, and that's what you're talking about. I mean, unfortunately we'd seen that in the other five games too. So I don't think because we were in London and we left Thursday night and landed Friday morning, I, I think we've just seen these things. This team right now is, Averaging six penalties per game for 50 yards—that's not really bad. Um, so it's not—it's not all about penalties. Uh, the drop passes—it's—it's it's really not all about drop passes. It's kind of some of all of it, mm-hmm. which is what has been so disappointing to this point because there's nothing to really hang your hat on right now, mm. and that's what I think this week is about—is. Let's find two or three things that we just hang our hat on, and we say this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it well, and that's the way it goes. You've 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 got to do it. We're going to impose our will this way, or we're going to take it to the opponent this particular way. I think the identity is there for for what the team wants to be. To me, it's more a question of the personality, and they have not they have not had that consistent. Personality. I think they're playing hard. I think they're tough. I think guys care. I don't think it's anything like that. But they have been consistently inconsistent. And in doing so, they have shot themselves in the foot multiple times to this point, which is not Vrabel like.
1: Yeah, I thought Teresa Walker made a good point, too. It's like, you know, you can't really blame that performance on the late travel because that's really who the titans have been all season so right um you know and they haven't had to really you know they've played like that at home they played like that away they played like that in europe you know it's it's all these different things it's kind of who they've been so far but let's get to the uh the kind of elephant in the room here malik willis came in in relief of ryan tannahill that high ankle sprain it doesn't exactly heal quickly usually um they got the bye week then they got the falcons and then the next week's a short week against the steelers so the Titans could be, and we don't know for sure, but they could be looking for, a, you know, one of these two guys, Malik Willis or Will Levis, to fill in for the next two games. We've seen Malik Willis back there quite a bit. You kind of know what you got in him. He holds on to the ball, uh, doesn't really make the the quick decision like I'm sure that they'd want him to. And you saw Vrabel kind of get onto him just saying, throw the football, just throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But... The other guy is Will Levis, the guy they just drafted. And, you know, the, the injury at the end of camp, and you know, he's he was the emergency QB heading in. But it feels like they've kind of they, they at least owe it to themselves to see what they have in him if Tannehill's unavailable. Do you think that they can get Levis ready? Do you would you feel comfortable with Levis out there if that you know push came to shove and he had to start the game against the Falcons?
0: I'd feel comfortable with either one of them because okay. I know Malik has learned how to prepare. And and he walked in in a very difficult situation. Coach Mack said to me off the air, he said, you know, they're going to play two safeties deep, they're going to bring heat, and it's hard to know what you're seeing in that situation. So the run game's gone at that point. There's no threat of a run game at all. And you're just – you're dropping back and throwing. And that's what he meant when he made the comment about we don't want to get back in the – we don't want to get into the drop back and throw game You don't want to get – you can drop back and throw. The Titans have proven they can do that. You don't want to get in a situation with any quarterback when you have to drop back and throw every down, and the other team knows. So, now, Malik didn't play as well as everybody would have hoped. He had a moment right there. He could have grabbed it by the throat. He could have taken the narrative about how much he'd improved, and he could have moved that narrative forward, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards. I think that's a I think that's a disappointment for him, but in this case, he would have two weeks to prepare. Levis, I think, is is healed. He's getting more reps in practice. He's not getting more reps in the Titans offense per se, but he's been getting a lot more reps um since the regular season started, and they found ways to get him reps. He's a really professional guy. He knows how to play quarterback from being at Penn State and at Kentucky. Some guys come into this league and they don't know how to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they just don't get it. This kid showed up and knows how to play quarterback. He knows what they're talking about. He understands the techniques and the fundamentals. I think he's gonna be a really good player. Uh is he ready for prime time yet? I don't know. But at the point he is, I think the education of Will Levis really starts. And I think he he has a chance to to grow quickly if if he can learn how to not make certain decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of guys who come into the league, uh, they they hold the ball, they hold the ball, they hold the ball because they don't understand what they're seeing. Will doesn't have that problem. He, he doesn't have the woe gene. He <laughs> He's letting it go, man. He, he's not going to pat the ball. And I think that's one of the reasons they really liked him, guys, because they can teach him woe. They can't teach him sickle. Right, You have a hard right. time teaching any quarterback sick him. If he's the guy who's been in a one-read offense and all of a sudden he's seeing the two safeties sitting right there knowing the deep option is not there and that you've got guys coming at you like there are 15 guys on the field for the defense, you don't know what you're looking at. Will Levis does. But is he going to say, "Here's here's where it's going? And that's the part he's got to take care of the football. But can nope. he make things happen? i think he can
2: let me throw in a third name a third name uh into the ring a uh you know whenever things are going poorly with a franchise in the nfl uh the fan base and, and people that do the work that jack and i do always race to be first to a take they race to uh, be the first one to throw out an idea to try and solve the world's issues or at least in this case the titans issues so i've got to take mike that i want to run by you the starter of the next home game if ryan Tannehill cannot go not malik willis not will levis Derek henry huh i mean the guy's got a pretty good quarterback rating uh he has been pretty solid yeah, out of the Wildcat, clearly busted off a 63 yard run against the Ravens defense of all teams. Like, what are your thoughts there just going full time 22 in the backfield? It's like, it's like a young, not a young Peyton Manning, a young Jared Lorenzen back there.
0: Oh man, did you really go there? The yeah, 22, <laughs> you know,
1: Derrick Henry to, to Jared Lorenzen is not what I expected on this on this podcast today.
0: And, and I expect just about anything and everything. You win, I'm broken. I'm totally broken. <laughs> I have not. I, I so did. I mean, you're saying play the whole game in the Wildcat? Why Ronnie, not, you know, Ronnie Brown I mean, style? We've seen success from that formation. Come out in the King Cat.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I say the Wild no. King, if you will. Yes. What did you say?
0: I, no. Thanks. No. The no. Okay. Uh, okay. So Don't really.
2: Okay. So all that build up to that question and just a one word answer.
0: No. Please stop. <laughs>
1: All right, Mike, we've got like two minutes left. I got one more question for you. One more. The trade deadline is coming up on Halloween, and it is spooky season right now for Titans fans. But what does your gut tell you? Does this team make a move? Because I I can't tell you whether or not they're going to be buyers or sellers at this
0: point, but do you see this team making a move one way or another? They only have six draft picks, and three of them are sevens. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're getting into that and you also understand how much cap room you potentially have in the next offseason, I don't think you're giving up 24 draft capital to get somebody. If you can make a deal with somebody for 25 or 26 draft capital, maybe. But I think you I mean, you would figure on paper they would be sellers based on the fact that they have six draft picks and three of them are sevens. They'd certainly like to get some of that back. And you know, in, in essence, they they drafted Will Levis with a two and a three, yeah. so you know he he cost them two draft picks at this point. And you know, if he ends up being the quarterback for the next however many years, it was absolutely worth it because then you'll have three more years of him at low cost. But to just wrap it up, and the quarterback thing is a big deal because they have to come out of this season with a clear direction. Either it is somebody they have it's somebody they want back, which would be Tannehill. Or they need to go get somebody else. Cause if you don't have a quarterback, I think we all understand where you're at.
2: Mike Keith, we could literally talk to you for seven hours, uh, but we uh, are cheap and only have 40 minutes on the zoom meeting. So we're kind of limited to that, which is probably g- beneficial to you. Before we go real quick, how can people check out the Titans at 25
0: series? Titans at 25 series, go to the Titans YouTube channel that's the best place to find everything we're doing right now. It's really blowing up as people discover it. Um, but I mean, we're putting everything in the world on there right now. We've got an OTP coming up with Jamie Erdahl that I did in London that I think people yes. will really later this week. She's awesome.
2: Awesome. Mike, we love you. We love you.
0: And that's not, that's not hyperbole. We love you. You're a good man. Thank you, Jack. You're, It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle!
2: All right, first of all, before we get into this quarterback talk, first of all, I don't know if you heard the end of that Mike Keith interview. We ran out of time. It literally, the Zoom cut off with Mike Keith. And he was about to say, I think, I think something, something complimentary to Jack.
1: I think he was about to say that I think of you like a son.
2: I honestly will never know. We will never know. And that is, that is, look, it's been, there's been times we've had Mike Keith on where he said, Austin Huff, Austin Huff is my favorite. And look, that was two, that was two years ago, I think. Uh, And trust me, I, I, I have it clipped. It is my ringtone. Now, uh, I, it is, I have saved that. I have somehow made a wallpaper out of it. It, uh, wallpaper my entire bedroom out of that clip. And now he just said something complimentary about Jack. At least we think complimentary, but we'll never know what I want the tuppers to do tweeted at us at tighten up pod. What did, what was Mike Keith going to say about Jack right there that got clipped? What was he about to say before the zoom meeting ended Send us what you think at tight note pot. And maybe we'll read some of them in our bi-week, our second bi-week. So next week,
1: but Jack, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Maybe it was like, Jack, your skin is looking so clear lately. What's your secret? <laughs> I'll say, well, the, the CeraVe lotion, the CeraVe moisturizer, it, it works wonders, Mike, but I couldn't know. give him that tip. Yeah. Um, no. But um, we, we've got to talk quarterbacks here before we, we got to talk quarterbacks.
2: I mean, Tannehill re injured his ankle. Uh, I, I'd say if there's ever a time to be an injury and you got to turn it over to a uh, two rookie quarterbacks, and then you're like, what Malik Willis? It's his second year. No, no, no. If you saw him play on Sunday, you know he's still a rookie. Uh, <laughs> Malik Willis or Will Levis? That's the question. Who do we want to turn the keys to this busted up, beat up Pinto? To and to me, Jack, I think it's a no brainer, but I don't know. I'm going to turn to you first. Where do you think the Titans should go at quarterback?
1: Let's first start this by saying Tannehill's performance on Sunday was once again unacceptable. Eight, eight for 16, 76 yards in a pick. He yeah. played bad, and, and he may have played you know, some of those numbers came after his ankle injury, some of them came before. Yeah, he, right. he didn't play good enough. He threw the ball far, far too far out of bounds, targeting D Hop on that pass interference call that the the officials ended up picking up the flag on. Titans settle for three. That's a huge momentum change. 18-13, to Titans are in Ravens territory and he throws the death pick. The death pick has become far too familiar um, for Titans fans this season from Ryan Tannehill. Willis came in in relief, 4-5, 74 yards, but most of that came on a Tajay Spears screen that went for 48 yards. Willis took four sacks on 12 dropbacks. And he had three and a half seconds. He had three and a half seconds to throw on average. Like I know Baker Baker Mayfield was sacked all of four times last season. (laughs) The the offensive line is not good, but at some point the quarterback has to help that offensive line. And sometimes the offensive line has to help the quarterback. It's, it's symbiotic, right? Those two things have to be working together. I haven't seen that Malik Willis is just, it struggles to process defenses. It appears. And even the play, when he was like tiptoeing down to try and score a touchdown late in the game where the clock was not on your side, instead of stepping out of bounds, which was like a good three, four inches away, he fought for the extra yardage and goes down in bounds. And, you know, the clock runs a little bit. It just doesn't seem like he's got it. It feels to me like it's time for Will Levis. I know what the Titans, I kind of know what Malik Willis is, and we've all seen it enough. We've seen enough tape to understand that Malik Willis is the same guy who struggles to make quick decisions Mike Vrabel's still getting on to him about throwing the football. It's year two. He had a full offseason this year to take that next step, which everyone thought he did. But he's given me no reason to believe in him moving forward. That was, like Mike Keith said, his chance to seize that job. Once again, he didn't do it. Will Levis,
2: to me, still has a case of libertyitis, uh, and there apparently is no vaccine for this incurable disease. <laughs> in that, And by that, I mean... Malik Willis still thinks he can out athlete players on the fields. And this is the NFL. All right. This isn't yeah. the, I don't even know what conference Liberty plays in the, 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 the whack. The, definitely uh, not the WAC. the it's Ohio conference, not. the, uh, no, the, no, not the WAC. WAC. I mean, the W H A C K, uh, <laughs> that is whatever, whatever, like it is clearly, look, you're not at Liberty anymore, my man. Like you cannot, see C- USA conference USA. All right. It is, you cannot out athletic the your opponents. And I think he's still trying to do that. And I was kind of hoping we, that would have been eliminated from his game from year one to year two, but it has not been. And it, we paid for it a lot on Sunday and just the short amount of time he was in the game. To me, I, we know what Malik Wills is and it's not, you're not going to get a well-oiled machine in offense, now, with that said, I don't want Will Levis to play this year. I didn't want him to play all year. I wanted him to sit for the entire year, especially behind this offensive line, because mm. I we know we've seen time and time again in the NFL how bad offenses can ruin a, a, a rookie quarterback's confidence yeah. and play. I think NFL teams rush rookies out too soon. Now, the Titans are kind of forcing their hand. They kind of have to. But I think you I think you roll out Will Levis and just see what you got in this kid. We know what we've got with with Malik Willis. And I think you give him a, you roll him out with a short leash. If he sucks, you bring in Malik. And then hopefully no, that can I, get you. I look, hopefully that gets you through two games until Ryan Tannehill is back. Hopefully. Uh and, and then you can maybe, maybe go on some sort of run
1: late. I want Will Levis to start and I want the Titans to say it's your ball game. You know, you're going to make mistakes. We're going to ride with you the whole way because as a rookie, you are going to make mistakes.
2: Yeah, that's a a fair. That's a good point.
1: I I want them to put their full trust and confidence in Will Levis. I I hope that he's earned it up to this point. I I, I think that, you know, the Titans need an answer one way or another heading into this offseason. Is there something to build on with Will Levis? Is there a chance he's the franchise guy? If there's not, You've got one of the deeper quarterback classes in recent memory coming up where you will probably be forced to take a quarterback for the third straight season. I think it's time to cut bait on Malik Willis. I, I just I I don't see him taking that other step. It doesn't seem like that he has it mentally um, or at least, you know, maybe it's a confidence issue. I'm not sure. But when you're getting sacked on 18 percent of your dropbacks <laughs> in your <laughs> NFL career. Like something is wrong. You're not seeing it right. You're not reading defenses. Because there's only one other quarterback who's been sacked more often with over 50-plus dropbacks in the last 30 years. And it's a remember the titan luke falk
2: wow a luke falk reference to end the show well done jack look we may not do remember the titan as frequently as we used to but occasionally it'll it'll pop itself in there and it did this week for sure shout
1: out to jack for that luke, luke falk not drop. really not really the the former titan you want to be compared to i don't think no. from like
2: Not at all. I saw, uh, what was it? No Context Titans on Twitter uh, tweeted a, uh, who's the best number seven in Titans franchise history. And it was, um, it was. Have to be Billy. Zach Menberger, Billy Volek, Malik Willis.
1: And um, I'm I'm forgetting who the fourth was now. Um, Billy. While we're here, if Billy Volek was a Titans backup, do you think that fans would be this pessimistic about the star? No, no. Well, no. If
2: Billy Volek was the backup, the 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 vitriol for Ryan Tannehill would only be intensified.
1: Probably Guys true. Would be,
2: I mean, people were doing that with Steve McNair. I mean, People like revisionist history will tell you that that's not the case. But no, back in the day, there were times where people were clamoring for Billy Volek to start over Steve McNair. So imagine what it would be like for someone like
1: Ryan Tannehill. I, I think Billy Volek gets you to the playoffs. I mean, look. In, you, in well, Billy, I shouldn't say that. This roster has many, many more holes than the ones that Billy Volek used to play on did. But Billy, he's, Billy a, Bullock, he's a backup with experience.
2: Billy Volek mixed with Mike Heimerdinger, I think, gets you to the playoffs. Ooh, Mike yeah. Heimerdinger. We underrated how great of an offensive coordinator that guy was. Um, rest in peace, Mike do People forget Billy Volek's 2004 season.
1: Uh, not me. And, I don't forget it.
2: No, I mean yeah, how can you? Uh honestly. It is it gave us Drew Brennan, the legend. Um rest in peace to Mike Heimerdinger. And also, you know what else people forget? That his son, Brian Heimerdinger, was a Brentwood Bruin. God bless oh. him. Go Bruins. There we go. I, I God, was able to work that. in. I was able to work in a Bruins blast there on the way out the door, along with Jack's Luke Folk blast. Uh follow the podcast at Tighten up pod on Twitter Tweet at us what you think Mike Keith said to Jack that was cut off. We will never know, but we want ideas as to what we think we'll read some of the best ones on the show next week. Cause next week's a bye week pod. We're going to need to fill some time. We will do what Mike Keith said to Jack next week. So tweet them at us at tighten up pod. Uh, or if you want to send them on Instagram, we're at tighten up podcasts. You can DM us there as well. Let us know. Hit us with it. Um, because I think I look, Titans fans, Titan Up pod listeners. I think you guys can come up with some really funny, funny <laughs> ideas. I'm uh, excited guys, to read those. You guys are are good at that kind of stuff. So that's your homework for this week. Send us what you think Mike Keith said to Jack. And Follow, of course, A to Z sports and all the socials at A to Z sports. You can follow myself on Twitter at Austin Huff, and you should follow at Jack a Gentry on Twitter for more great Titans, uh, tweets and content. And with all of that said, Jack, you got anything for the road?
1: I don't, but (laughs) Titans fans, let's, let's, let's stay with it. Let's stay with it. Don't give up hope. We've seen this before. Titans have come back from this before. I know the times are tough, but we got to stick together. Don't eat each other alive like we've been doing. The uh, remember
2: this Sunday is a bye week for the Titans. They are six and a half point underdogs, so I would say take <laughs> the, maybe take the take the bye money
1: line. Real quick, what a what bad beats for those who backed the Titans at five and a half over the week for the Titans to kick a field goal on third down, which there is purpose to, because if you fumble the snap on third down, you can re-kick it on fourth, but to lose that way and then lose the over oh, as well. And, For and all of you who my, had those my, tickets, my, I'm sorry.
2: No, it's not because uh, you fumbled the snap. Mike Breitbull. Brable- kick that field goal on third down because he didn't want Malik Wills to take another sack and get them out of field goal range. <laughs> true, Look, true. Nick Folk can only kick it so far, man. <laughs> also Nick, Nick Folk, the one consistent legend on this year's team. This will forever be known as the Nick Folk season,
1: man. You thought uh, when you fixed the kicker problem, you'd fix everything, but we are just finding out. We are learning a, a handful of different lessons this year.
2: We sold our soul and you know what else we sold our soul for? What, last year, we all wanted to get rid of Todd Downing. Well, look, we got rid of Todd Downing's offense. But in doing so, we also got rid of his 64% red zone percentage. That ranks sixth. That was sixth in the NFL. But so you get Tim Kelly, a new, smarter offensive coordinator, which I, I think we all agree. He's a better offensive coordinator than Todd Downing. But you trade that for 33% in the red zone, and which is good for 29th. Ooh, ooh. you go from 64% with Todd Downing to 33% with Tim Kelly in the red zone, red zone, you got to score. It is a very important field. I, Titans fans, we refer to it as the dread zone because we know when they get done. I'm hoping when Derrick Henry did not score on that long run, I was like, well, that's a field goal. I like, I, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I wish you would have just, if he could have just scored and made it like an 80 yard run for a touchdown rather than a 63 yard run to get tackled at the 20. I was like, this is this is going to end up in three points. And sure enough, I was right. Um, but look, it's, it's one of those, that's like a great would you rather for Titans fans. Would you rather Todd Downing's offense and a great red zone percentage or Tim Kelly's offense and a terrible red zone percentage?
1: Mm, gosh, I, I, yeah. I just wish that they could take Todd Downing's red zone and Tim Kelly's in between the 20s and combine them together and have an efficient offense. But right now that seems like it's too much to ask.
2: Well, it really does feel like more of the same this year.
1: We are now 30
2: games. We're looking at 30 straight Titans games without the Titans scoring over 27 points. It is a, uh, that is a, uh, leads the NFL right now. It is the longest active streak in the NFL without scoring that many points. That is, I don't even remember Mike. uh, Mike Keith mentioned something about the, look, the playoff teams needing to score 26, 27 points. I don't remember what that feels like. I don't remember what that feels like to score more than 26 points in a game. It is. I love,
1: uh, I love how you, at- me. I love how you asked Jack, is there anything you'd like to add? And then we just got right back into it. We, we, we got right.
2: Look, we're doing a whole nother podcast here. Okay. We got to get out of here. We're getting out of here. It is uh bye week. Enjoy the, the Sunday off, spend it with your family. Get away from this dark void that Titans have put us in. It is just Godspeed to you all. And uh, remember, if you want to tank and sell the team, you are a loser. All right. With all of that said, until next week, Titan up! They're the Tennessee Titans.
0: They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans all the way.